Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness. It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more. Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. This is Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. Good morning. Today we're going to be talking about psoriasis, which is a skin condition not many people know about. Thank you, Dr. Aisha, for coming on the program. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much for inviting me, Dr. Pamela. Always a pleasure. Well, we're talking today about psoriasis and, you know, people are saying, so, so what, so what, you know? Psoriasis, what is psoriasis? And why is it you're, you know, you're interested in letting Nigerians know about it? Okay, so psoriasis is a complex, chronic, multifactorial condition. It's an inflammatory disease that involves the skin, which could be the hair, the nails and the skin, and the joints. And what does it do? It, it involves what we call hyperproliferation of the epidermis. And I'll break that down. It means that your skin cells are sort of shedding. So you have a quick increase in the epidermal cell turnover. So your skin cells take about 28 days to replenish, right, in the cycle. But when you have psoriasis, the turnover is every three to five days. And so you have a lot of shedding. Now, why we want to create awareness about this condition is that it's previously known in the Western world, right? It's said that, okay, in Africans, you don't have it. Yes, it is true. We don't have it as much. However, it, we are finding that over the years and over the last two to three decades, we're finding that we're seeing it a lot more than has been previously documented in Africans and in Nigerians in particular. And um, we have two studies, you know, from the northern Nigeria and even a study we carried out in Luth, where the prevalence was about 0.8% in the north. And then for us, it was about 1.13%. So we are seeing it more increasingly. Could it be that it's due to the you know, the change in lifestyle, lots of other factors, environment, things that are coming into play. We have an increased awareness because we have more dermatologists. You know, no matter what we think, even though we say our healthcare is um, not the best, yes, and there are lots of issues, but the truth is it has been improving. We have a lot more specialists than we had 50 years ago when, you know, the last studies on psoriasis were documented. Well, I think, I think that's actually very interesting. Two things. One, that, you know, obviously there are more specialists coming in. But two, the fact that psoriasis is increasing. Because I recall even as a, you know, as a young person in dermatology, not not, not seeing as much um, as when I came abroad to see how um, prolific, I would I say, psoriasis is here. And they, there were some reasons why they gave that, it was common in the West and not common in, in Nigeria. Things like they said, the weather and so on. But the weather hasn't significantly changed. So why would we be seeing an increase? I mean, what do you think are the reasons? Why is it more? Even if you say the diagnosis is more because there are more diagnostologists, but you yourself are seeing more cases, aren't you? Yes, we are. I, I think there's an awareness. And the truth of the matter is it's a chronic condition. So a lot of people conceal it post covid Technology era, which was already there, 
has increased because people just go online. They want to look for a dermatologist. You know, they seek you out and they're coming to you. And then when you're here, you'll say, oh, it's not a sudden thing. And so newer onset diagnoses are made by those who, you know, are more um, internet savvy, IT compliant, and just relatives. Relatives will be like, ah, no, ah, I hear there's one place you can go to. There's dermatologists, there's this, there's that, you know. So you're getting the newer onset individuals and then the older ones. Now, environment plays a key part, you know, environment, what's going on. So that that we cannot um, specifically pinpoint what's going on. And there's a lot of studies that need to be done. Food triggers, not really, you know. Food triggers alcohol, yes, they can exacerbate it. But the food is not um, um, implicated in the etiopathogenesis. So why do people get it? What are the risk factors? People are listening now and thinking, oh, I hope I don't catch this thing. How do people get psoriasis? <laughs> okay, you have a genetic background, definitely. You know, there's certain inflammatory conditions where there is a genetic disposition. So you have some extrinsic, which means coming from outside, and then you have intrinsic factors that, you know, um, trigger psoriasis in a predisposed genetically predisposed individual so you can have extrinsic factors such as stress mechanical stress trauma um, air pollution that's another part where i said you know with regards to the environment we don't have you know studies and things like that drugs vaccinations anti-malarials in particular and you know for us we do take this environment we take anti-malarial drugs quite um um What's the word now? Quite a lot. Unless, you know, we take it a lot, yes. You know, quite a lot, yes. Then you can also have smoking and alcohol, as I mentioned. And then from within you, the intrinsic factors, um, you have obesity, you have what we call the metabolic syndrome. So if you have a high cholesterol, um, you've got diabetes, you've got hypertension, those things all together with obesity make up the metabolic syndrome. And then stress, mental stress. That there's can a lot also of stress be a trigger. Right now, there's a lot of stress. So for those who have heard you, can you describe psoriasis a bit more? Because, you know, this is a radio show, so they're not seeing what psoriasis is. So can you describe it? How does it show? How does it present? What the kind of symptoms a person has? Okay, so psoriasis presents like a, a reddened, Right. So in someone with even with, you know, people who are a little bit dark, you see that sort of redness or a, a dark purple sort of going towards, you know, brown. There's this scaly lesion. It might start off at the beginning looking like ringworm. And that's actually how it would be passed off. And I have seen one or two psoriasis patients that I initially thought was ringworm. And of course, I've given them treatment. And then further down the line, four to six weeks later, I'm seeing that, you know, it looks different. And then suddenly they're even presenting to you and what it has now come out, you know, in a more full-blown manner. And as soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, oh, this is psoriasis. Meanwhile, it didn't look like it in the beginning. So it can present like that. So the key message would be, okay, if a doctor is treating you for ringworm or you think it's ringworm because ringworm is treated by everyone and you've used treatments and after two to four weeks, maximum six weeks, it's not getting better, then it isn't ringworm. You know, you need to look out for um, a dermatologist. 
then you can have, you know, what you do is you have this sudden onset. You have the other type, which is called the gutted type. It appears like a shower. So you just have this sudden onset of tiny ringworm-like lesions all over your body. That's the gutted type. It could also be preceded by an infection. So you might have had a sore throat or a viral illness or something. So this rash that comes on after an illness and doesn't seem to go away, that's, you know, that could be psoriasis. There could be a bit of itching. Itching is not exactly always seen, but it can be found. Then with the nails, you find people with all their nails completely destroyed. Okay, it could start off looking like fungal infection of the nails. So you have a whitish discoloration as well. On the scalp, so you have lots of people who say, ah, I always have dandruff, so my hair is falling. And the typical psoriasis patient can come to you with an envelope or something where they've collected the scales. So when they put their hair and they do that, you know, you find the, the, the dandruff in quote. So dandruff, which has been persistent, sometimes they can have bleeding spots. So you look at the lesion and there'll be pinpoint spots of blood. That is also medically, it's called the Auschwitz sign. And that, you know, for us tells us. So they, as the patients will tell me, oh, sometimes I see tiny dots of blood. So that's um, for the scalp. And then the joints. After a certain time, the skin lesions, you start to have joint pains. So those are the various um, ways in which they can present. Then you also have a very bad one, which is called the erythrodermic psoriasis. And that's when you have almost eight, over 80% of your body affected and you're just shedding. You can't tolerate you know, the cold because you've lost your, um, you know, your mantle of protection that the skin would give you. So they're shivering, they feel cold, they have a fever, they could have lymph nodes. With the lymph nodes, there would be inflammation in the affected areas. So when you check, there would be regional lymphadenopathy. You can also have the inverse psoriasis. This is where you have the psoriasis you know, underneath the breasts. You can also have um, what we call genital psoriasis. Now this, it takes quite a while. It's usually missed because it's obviously in a very sensitive place. And, you know, it will take a while for the individual to present. And when they do, they're now presenting to the doctor and you just have repeated, you know, episodes of the lesions in that area. So that is actually often missed and can actually cause quite a lot of discomfort. And of course, in with married couples, you can well imagine, you know, that that occurs. So also the um, part of the awareness is for other doctors also to be aware, the general practitioners, you know, about this type of um, presentation. Thank you very much. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Thank you, Ms. Abimbala, for coming on the program to share your experience with us. We really appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. So can you tell us um, about your experience? How did you find out you had psoriasis? Okay. Firstly, I'll say it has been hell. It's all started by, let's say, 2010, 2011. I was still in secondary school then. But no one knew it was psoriasis. All what we were treated then was like eczema, maybe a laugh, stuff like that. But still, it was not going like we used a lot, different apps. It got to a point, we thought it was spiritual, but everything still went like that, nothing. So I was like, okay, can my parents just take me to hospital? So it was when we went to the hospital, that was after then, because when it happened, it went for a while, like two years, so it came back. 
So when he came back, it came with like full force. The first time, mm-hmm. it was only on my leg. So when it will come back the next two years, it came my my two hands, my elbow. It was everywhere. So we went to our family doctor. He gave me a cream then, Betnovate N. So it worked and everything was going smoothly. So it came back again. And when I used the Betnovate N, it was not working anymore. So mm-hmm. when we complained, it was so he referred us to loot at Lagos State. So when we went there, when I complained, I was told I would do a biopsy to know what was wrong with me. So it was after the biopsy, I was diagnosed of psoriasis. And even after then, I was not told it was psoriasis. The first that was like after then, it was like 2020. I went for the biopsy then. So when I when the results came out, I was just giving drugs, some cream, and I was told to not use anything medicated, antiseptic, just anything mild and gentle for the skin. So when I got the drugs, I asked the doctor, like, what's wrong with me? She just said, it's nothing, it's just environmental stuff. So I used the drugs and everything cleared off totally. Like, if you should see me, you know nothing happened to me. Around that 2020, 2021. So I was supposed to go back for my treatment, like I had an appointment, but of course it cleared off. I just neglected the appointment. I was not going again. Because though place is a little bit far, I'm based in Abeokuta. So I'm always going to Lagos State. So when it cleared off, I was just like, wait, I was gone, Jerry. So it was like after a year, it started coming back again. So when it came back, I went to get those drugs, same drugs that I was given to use. So when I, because some were scarce, especially retin A, yeah, retin A was very scarce. I could not get it. So I ordered it. I got this small tube. So when I applied it, it was not working again. So I had to go back to loot. And after then, drugs I've been using till now have not been that effective. I don't know. Has not been effective at all. Sometimes it might just go, but once I stop the treatment, it will come back. Maybe just let's say a week, a week interval, it will come back again. Mm. That's terrible. So, how does it make you feel, though? What's the, how do you feel in terms of? Uh, are you able to keep relationships? How does it make you? My family has been there. My friends, no one has. Though I'm always indoor. I only go out less mostly nights. Only why? Because, oh. Why do you why do you stay no. indoors? I just feel like you no. Know, some people just be like, what's this? Is is this thing? Is this thing? Go and buy this thing. But I know what it is. So I just feel like I you know, just trying to avoid questions, but my relationship with them have never stopped, like nothing happened. Okay. So but it has no just been no with no, stigma or no, anything like that. No. That's good. But it's just no, been no, 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 no. difficult for you. Yeah, it's been difficult. It's been very, very difficult. Like especially the eating, the like this uh, the stinging. I don't know. Yeah. It's been okay. air, but it's thank fine. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing yes. your story with us. I would like to ask Dr. Aisha. Dr. Aisha. Is this trend that Abimbala is showing, is it a normal trend? 
Yes, it can be a normal trend. You know, I did say to you that some of them would completely, you know, have it in covered up areas. Well, they're just managing it because you know, maybe they've gone here, there and everywhere and haven't got much solution. And so they'll just leave it. For some others, it will be temporary, a little bit of relief here, a little bit, you know. So there is that trend. Then there are those that's really quite affected because of the extent and when it is visible. Um, for Mr. Abimbola, I just had to reach out, you know, because he wanted someone. So I had to reach out on our registry and reach someone and I didn't have a chance to chat with him. But I can tell you for free that um, what most of these conditions require is a good 30 minutes sit down to cancel the patient, let them understand what's going on and give that extra support. We try our best in our clinic and he would know that. However, we are limited. We are limited because our clinic is inundated with patients. We are short-staffed. Ideally, you should have a counsellor, a nurse counsellor, could have an assistant, you know, who does all of that. So many times, you know, we, we, we're trying to catch up with the situation and make up. Do you understand? And I think if that would be yeah. a situation whereby he wasn't counselled enough. Do you understand? To have yeah. that understanding. Today, I was in clinic and I saw at least four follow-up patients, you know, who are on um, disease-modifying anti-drugs um, um, like methotrexate. So they already know the drill. And because, you know, they've been told we, we some days you're able to offer more counseling than others. It could be a good day in the clinic when, you you know, your patient load is not so high, you know. So, yes, yes. sometimes, you know, one or two people can be caught in between. But he's also mentioned his challenge, which is coming from Abelkota. And remember that, you know, we've had yeah. Lagos Ibadan Expressway, you have to come down that way. So it has been challenging. When he thinks of that too, that will add to it, you know. However, he's not alone. Stress. And we're always there as he knows. And so, you know, we try our best to, 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 to educate and increase the awareness. And then sometimes, you know, when you've been oh, using um, the drugs for a while, we need to switch. So if we haven't seen you, you know what I mean? Like he had a reoccurrence and he, naturally he tried to just continue with those drugs and it didn't work. We could switch the drugs. We might move on to something else. So those are just some of the factors that do occur, you know, in this situation. Okay. So he, right now, he is very fortunate in terms of he doesn't appear to be experiencing much stigma from what he's describing. But his reluctance to go outside, is this a positive or a negative thing? Do he not be seeking sunlight? It's definitely a negative. It's definitely a negative because he did say that, you know, he doesn't want to go really because people will be like, what's this? Oh, why? And then, you know, people offer, you know, Nigerians, your pastor, your imam, your auntie, your uncle, your friends, you know, everybody wants to offer um a solution and say why don't you use this why don't you use that so and because he knows what it is he knows that that is you know futile listening to people but i think what can happen is just the continued relationship with the dermatologist psoriasis and dermatologist is a relationship which continues we have psoriasis patients that we've had in the clinic for over 15 years you know so that will be the plan and hopefully get him into remission and then we see him less often. And then if a flare comes again, he can come, you know. So that's where we are at with psoriasis. And you were talking about a registry. 
Can you shed some more light on this? So what you have is um, globally, they are able to give you all the figures. Here we are not, mainly because, you know, we don't have a lot of documentation going on. Some of our patients are lost to the GPs and elsewhere. So we're, we now have, we're creating an app, a, a, a registry. So we'll have people in the different zones, geopolitical zones, who are interested, our colleagues in, dermatol- in, in, in um, psoriasis. So that at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're documenting. So each psoriasis patient we see, we plug them into the registry, we document their data, their clinical features, the treatments they've been on, their biopsy confirmation, so that at the end of the day, we are now able to say in a, we could do a six in six months' time, we could do preliminary reporting, one year, two years. But at the end of the day, we have this registry. Of course, we'll have to increase awareness amongst ourselves and then amongst um, GPs and um, other healthcare practitioners to the um, presence of this, you know. Um, registry, but more importantly, to help other GPs recognize, so there will be training and awareness, you know, programs, so that they recognize it and refer to us. So that's what we plan to do. We also look at it in the the next stage. Would now be doing some genetic studies because at the end of the day, if we don't do genetic studies, we would not be able to document what we are seeing in Africa and amongst Nigerians. So we need to have some genetic studies so that we can. Um, move forward, you know, with respect to treatment options and in terms of um, educating and creating awareness. I have less than two minutes now. Just can you give the last word for the doctors who are listening to this program and then also for the patients? What do you want them to know? Last words for our listeners. Okay, so psoriasis is a condition that is an inflammatory disease. It is not a death sentence. It is not an infectious or contagious condition. If you're treating, it presents like eczema. It can present like ringworm. If you're treating an individual and you've been treating the person for whatever lesion it may be, and it's not getting any better, please seek out the dermatologist. There are a lot of us all over the country. In Lagos, Lasuth, we're at Luth, there's at FMC, there's at GH Bagada, General Hospital, Lagos Island. Um, and there are a few in private practice too. So that would be the first thing to the doctors. To the patients... We've got your back. We'll walk with you on this walk, on this journey with psoriasis. But we understand that, you know, I can't control the stress factors in Nigeria today. But I think if we can try and, you know, now what we do is just give you a few, you know, websites, tips that you can read to understand. So as an individual, how, Pamela, you help me out. How do I advise somebody, you know, to take it easy in Lagos, transportation, costs, Blah, blah, blah. So all the other things. So these things do trigger our um, our flares in our psoriasis patients. So as much as possible, it's making them understand. You know, when you're strong and you know what's going on, then you try your best in your own circle. You know, and he has mentioned that he has his family and friends supporting. They know. Oh, so those are just yeah. the little things that we can do. But most importantly, follow up. Come to us, you know, so that we can help you and adjust the treatment. We do do that. So, you know, just because you've used one set of treatment option doesn't mean sometimes you know the disease can um get a little bit worse and so we want to use other drugs that are available so mr a we'll be seeing you in the clinic and we'll chat thank you very much doctors on air with dr pamela